What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 146. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I am joined, as always, by your other co-host, who is calling himself tonight Installed Driver, and I don't think that's a Gran Turismo reference, <laughs> but uh, he also goes by Travis. Travis, what's Gucci? I've been doing a lot of farts today. Yeah, me too. My wife commented earlier because I came home and I did like a half squat and farted, which is risky, right? <laughs> Why'd you, you have you, squat? Are you a child? Your I mean, it's, ris- it's risky, right? You could shit your pants, of course. You could shart. But she's like, why do you move when you fart to like let farts out? And I was like, well, sometimes you just got to get pressure in the right spot to just let it, you know, get it on out. You know what I'm saying? Why are women so bad at farting? I don't know. I want to know why they pretend like they don't fart. I don't know either. I mean, there's like a legit thing. Have you noticed that like the loud farts never smell, but it's the really quiet ones that do? I think there's something to that. I'm not sure what though. Yeah, there's some type of chemistry to that. Like the quieter and the warmer that they are on your butt cheeks when they come out, they're going to stink. I feel like if you have a fatter ass, your farts are louder because you're more, more can vibrate. Is that real? (laughs) He <laughs> got more real estate to reverberate off of. That's what I'm thinking. I think that's a thing. Yeah. I I will say though, I have I have validated your theory that uh what's that theory you have about if they if they something like if they don't smell or something or how they, how do you know if they're gonna smell or not? What's your theory on that? I don't know. I thought you were talking about my theory that every girl with a fat ass likes donuts. <laughs> <laughs> no you have this theory about oh my god i wish i could remember it now but you told me one time you're like it's not gonna stink it's just air or something like that oh yeah because i feel like you swallow a lot of air yeah yeah or if you drink yeah. a lot of like carbonated stuff it's not gonna it's just air it's not really it's a fart but it's not it's like a ass burp yeah oh i know what it was you told me one time and i have proven this to be true. You told me one time that if you fart and it stinks, it means you have to poop. And oh, <laughs> I can I, I want to, I can confirm that if you fart and it stinks, it means you're cooking up a nice poop. Yeah. Cause like my, my thought process is that when the air is moving through your intestines, if there's no poop there, why would it smell? It doesn't pick it up on the way. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It adds uh, up. Yeah. Okay. Scientific as hell right there. This is stuff I think about when my wife probably thinks I'm thinking about hot women and over there <laughs> deciphering the anatomy of a fart. It's like that meme where the guy's in bed, you know, and he's rolled over and the wife's like looking at him. And she's like, I bet he's thinking about other women. It's like <laughs> the bubble over Travis's head. I wonder if I fart in the air. <laughs> in the air, in my intestines passes a turd if that's why my fart stinks. That's the yep. bubble over Travis in the meme. Mm. Anyway, guys, believe it or not, we're a PlayStation podcast, not a flatulence podcast where (laughs) travis and i get together each and every week to discuss news rumors new game releases and much more in the world of playstation we do it all in under 90 minutes and we post new episodes on monday on all of the usual podcast services as well as youtube where you can get the shows each week as well in addition to gameplay videos that we post we're also on social media you can find us primarily on the twitter where we go by at the dual sense pod but we're also on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we post virtual photography from in-game photo modes. We also have a website. It's the dualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. We post the episodes there every week, as well as show notes. Our pictures are there, our bios. So uh, please seek us out and hit us up. Chat PlayStation with us like several of you do. And without further ado or further flatulence, well, can't really promise that. Let's get into 
the PlayStation news for the week, starting with number one. We've been hearing for a while now about PlayStation's desire and intent to tap into the live service video game market, with the company revealing to investors last year that it has plans to bring 12 live service games to market by its fiscal year ending March 2026. So I think that means by April of 2025. It's undoubtedly a massive shift in vision for a company that has established itself as one of the dominant forces in single player video games. Even so, with service games and add-on content revenue soaring in recent years, the move does bear some weight. This week, head of PlayStation Studios Herman Holst gave an interview to website Games Industry in which he outlined the platform holder's strategy moving forward. Holst intimated that they're not just trying to churn out Fortnite and Destiny-style games, saying, quote, We understand the competitive environment that is out there and the time investment from players that live services offer and we want to deliver the highest quality games, ellipsis. There is a risk that we talk about quote-unquote live service in generic terms as if it is a single genre or even a single business model. PlayStation Studios are making a variety of games that could be referred to as live services, targeting different genres, different release schedules, and at different scales, ellipsis. We're also creating games for different audiences, and I take confidence from our track record in creating worlds and stories that PlayStation fans love, end quote. Of course, Hulse remarks come on the heels of last week's news that PlayStation has acquired developer Firewalk Studios, who itself is working on a multiplayer live service game. In the interview, Hulse only confirmed that PlayStation has 10, ser- 10 service games excuse me, in the works at the moment, including a few that we know about and the others that have leaked. The biggest in the near term will be The Last of Us multiplayer, but there's also online action RPG Wayfinder from Airship Syndicate, Firewall Ultra from First Contact Entertainment, a fantasy combat co-op game from London Studios, a AAA multiplayer title from Haven Studios, and an unannounced shooter from Deviation Games. A few other leaked or potential live service games are Helldivers 2 from Arrowhead Game Studios, a Twisted Metal reboot from Friar Sprite, and whatever the hell Media Molecule is working on at the moment. So what do you make of uh, the, the big live service push here and what Herman had to say? God, that is the longest story you've ever had. Thank you. It's so long. Hey, thank you. Are you still awake? Yeah, I am. Barely. So what is the ultimate? Like, if you're talking about the <laughs> ultimate live service game for PlayStation, would it not be a single-player quality that they're known for, but is also a live service. You know what I mean? Like, just an yeah. awesome story narrative that it keeps building on itself. I think you just described The Last of Us multiplayer, whatever it ends up being. Yeah, see, like, that, like that's what I'm thinking. They'll have at least a couple of those. So they're taking what they're good at and applying this interesting model that, you know, we've complained about and also like when it works. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting is when he says that they're creating these live services at different scales like what does that really what does that mean because obviously the last of us is would be the largest scale like you can't get any bigger with a that ip in a multiplayer like what what could be bigger than that right right but what does a small thing look like like that's what i think is kind of odd like we're gonna have like a indie level game that's live service how would that work like why would you Mm -hmm. put that much time and effort into something with ten thousand people that play it like it just seems interesting so that that part of it is um that part's really interesting to me but playstation has been talking about for years about expanding their portfolio and we've seen that with movies and tv shows in the last 12 or 18 months Mm. this just seems like another kind of feather in that kind of hat just okay cool we 
we're great at single player. We've our, our shows are doing well. Right. We have a big Gran Turismo movie coming. The Uncharted movie did well. Okay, cool. Seems like, you know, the live service would be right right in that wheelhouse. So makes sense to me. But I think the more we know the more we know about what's coming out, the kind of a better opinion I'll have of it. But you know, all these all these freaking studios that keep getting getting a hold of mm-hmm. makes me feel like they're gonna have some bangers. But like twelve's a lot. Twelve's a lot. Yeah. It's it's a little bit weird to me that he said ten when we know right. previously in their financial reporting they've said twelve, but maybe that just means that there's ten that are being actively worked on and two more that are percolating, you know? Um, kind of maybe concept phase or something like that. Uh very possible. The really intriguing thing to me about this is that I don't think we're going to have to well one of the the things is that I don't think we're going to have to wait for much longer to find out about some of these. I think that a f- two or three of these will be shown at the PlayStation Showcase, that the rumored PlayStation Showcase, I guess I should say. But one of the things that kind of stood out to me, like it did to you, was what he means by different scales, different business models, even because he right. referred to he referred to you know people thinking of live service of, of these single business models where you just have these free games and they have these season passes and shit. So to me, I kind of read into that as hey, maybe The Last of Us multiplayer is not a free-to-play game. Maybe it is a $70 game, but Mm -hmm. we're going to support it with content for years to come that you can pay $10 for a season pass on top of it. I don't know. Will that turn people off if you had to pay $70 for The Last of Us factions and then buy a battle pass every year? I don't know, because people people do it with Call of Duty, right? Yeah, but that would be cool. I mean, that has to be what it is. Yeah, I think that is one a PlayStation's IP that you could actually do that and get away with because and, and and you may want to if you think about it this way like The Last of Us is arguably PlayStation's most valuable IP now mm-hmm. considering how many copies the game has sold what the HBO show is, has done which we're going to talk about a little bit later I think that if you we've had the conversation before of if you know if you put a game out there and it's free to download you say something about the value proposition that maybe it's not a premium release, right? And maybe it's just something that you try out. But if you come out and you say, this is The Last of Us Factions, it's $70, it's got narrative content, you're going to co-op it with a friend, You're gonna, it's going to be division-style PvEVP shit, we're going to be constantly giving it content every four months, whatever, so on and so forth. You can hey, you can get the ultimate edition for a hundred dollars and get all the year one content included. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you see, you see games do that now. Call of Duty, Diablo Four is about to do it. EA games do it. Like it's it's nothing new. So anyway, I take from that him saying that there, that it's not one single business model. What I read into that is that hey, there's a possibility that some of these service games and probably a, a very good likelihood that they're going to cost money. They're going to be full price releases. But on the flip side of that, to your point, I do find it possibly more fascinating to think about what they could do on the other end of that scale. Like you said, what if they make an indie sports game? Like, what if they do like an indie like kart racer that's PlayStation characters and it's free to play and 
know what I'm saying? Like that sounds kind of neat. Yeah, like, but you could have fun with the like you could have fun with the life service. Like mm-hmm. I think I think maybe we miss out on that sometimes. Like even if it's like, like taking your example of a kart racer, and then you could throw in like you know like a Formula One driver, like Lewis Hamilton could be a, a character you could have, or sure. like just different things that are more interesting, maybe on a smaller mm-hmm. scale. Like I don't really know what you could or couldn't do, but it just yeah. seems like a lot of people they're like we're doing a live service and then it, it just seems like it goes the way of marvels. <laughs> right. No, I think you, I think you're, I think you're also hitting on something else that we could possibly see because you talked about how we have TV shows. We have movies coming. Like imagine if you have a cart racer, you have a Gran Turismo car and then all of a sudden you have an animated like David Harbor from the Gran Turismo movie is a playable character mm-hmm. in, in the cart racing game, just as an example or, you know, you get Tom Holland, Nathan Drake as a skin in the kart racer, and he's driving the Jeep Grand Wagon across <laughs> the favela in, in Uncharted 4. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you're touching on some stuff that's all possibilities. And if they're not doing that already, I think they need to call me and you, and we'll sort it out. <laughs> Number two, in a surprise move, Sony has apparently shut down PlayStation first-party developer Pixel Opus, the team behind a 2019's Concrete Genie for PS4, and also the team behind Entwined, which came to Vita and I think PS3. On Friday, the studio shared a tweet with the news saying, quote, Dear friends, our Pixel Opus adventure has come to an end. As we look to, to new futures, we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make beautiful, imaginative games with heart, end quote. Sony also released a statement to IGN after being reached for comment, and they said, quote, PlayStation Studios regularly evaluates its portfolio and the status of studio projects to ensure they meet the organization's short- and long-term strategic objectives. As part of a recent review process, it has been decided that Pixel Opus will close on June 2nd. Pixel Opus is based in San Mateo, California, alongside PlayStation's headquarters. It was officially established in 2014 as an in-house studio by Sony Interactive Entertainment, but prior to that was an experiment by Sony's Foster City Studio, which is now known as San Mateo Studio, where they hired six students from Carnegie Mellon University, three from San Jose State University, and creative director Dominic Robillier, Robilliard, Robillier whatever, to develop indie-style games akin to Journey, which is which itself was published by PlayStation's Sony Santa Monica studio and was a massive hit. In 2021, Pixel Opus was hiring for a PS5 project that was said to be a collaboration between them and Sony Pictures Animation being built on Unreal Engine 5. Okay, so Sony, after acquiring studios here in the last couple of years, have shut one down. What do you make of this? I mean, if you're acquiring a bunch, eventually some will not make it. Mm-hmm. Just based on my experience in working, <laughs> having a job, I would say that. Whoa! I'm surprised. I, I would be surprised if if Pixel Opus wasn't was shocked. Like they probably had some, you know, some hints that they needed to hit a couple of benchmarks or reach a couple of markers, or it wasn't going to work out for them. Typically, you don't just get shoveled out in the middle of nowhere. So. I would say yeah. that I would say that they probably knew this was coming. I don't even what, what was Journey? I don't even remember. It's familiar. Yeah, Journey's a, a wonderful game. It's about you're like a I don't even you're a person. You're like going across the 
desert and it's about life and death and stuff. You never played it, but it's widely held as one of the best indie games ever. Mm, okay. And then now they're shut down, no, so that worked no, out. No, 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 no. They did they did not make that game. They just oh. were they were they oh, came it was, along. It was akin. akin. Yeah. I see, I see, yeah, yeah. PlayStation PlayStation published Journey and then they were like, Oh shit, this is big. Let's get a studio together to start making games like this and then here we are. Yeah, so again, maybe that's a bad move by them. Like, <laughs> like we don't I mean like you don't hire a, you don't hire a guy yeah. and be like, hey, make a Scorsese movie. But <laughs> right. anyway, it's a cool idea. Like, I like the idea that you know, they hire these random people and put together a director that people are relatively familiar with and went for it. Like, that's a pretty cool idea. I like that they have enough money and enough enough kind of balls to try that. It just you know doesn't mm-hmm. work sometimes. I'm a little disappointed by this because, well, first of all, I don't, you know, I don't like to see a studio close down, but secondarily, like you got to think that there was a good chance that they were about to reveal whatever they were working on. You know, it's been four years since their last game and I, I think they were probably, well, I'm assuming that they were getting close to reveal, but maybe not. Maybe that's part of the problem that they had, you know, been working on something for four years and had nothing to show for it potentially. I mean, of course, I'm just speculating, but there's also a possibility, like you said, that PlayStation saw what they were working on and didn't like it. And they're like, no, we're good. But I do, I guess my biggest point to make with it is that kind of what we were touching on just a minute ago about what can Sony do at the smaller end, the more indie end, if you will, of the of the live service scale. And I think that I think that PlayStation needs to also have some experiences like that, you know, they need, you know, a team or two that is working on some of the smaller games. I think of, I always think of things like what EA originals does and what Ubisoft used to do with some of their smaller, like Valiant Hearts, you know, that's a Ubisoft game, you know, but they, they got a small team together. They let them make Valiant Hearts. They got a small team together and made Child of Light. And then, you know, EA does that too with like, a game called Lost in Random, and then they do that It Takes Two game, and and um, I can't remember the other one that the crazy-ass guy from the Game Awards made before that, but, oh, A Way Out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they mm-hmm. kind of incubated these smaller projects, and I think I think PlayStation still needs to do some of that stuff, but it doesn't appear that they are. So, anyway, RIP to Pixel Opus. Number three. We also have a bunch of news nuggets as well. Feel free to jump in here. First nugget, Travis, not on your list. It's a late ad here. But the Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David Zaslov, I believe is his name, he revealed at their earnings call recently that they potentially could have a Superman video game in the works. He referenced that they have a Superman movie coming out in a couple of years. He was talking about how they have all these IP but oh, like Hogwarts Legacy, because we're going to talk about that in just a moment, is doing very well. And essentially, he was saying that they they have control of these IP and they want to create these universes that people can like absorb the IP. He specifically huh. me- like absorb content for these different IPs. Oh, you mean like I'm a sponge? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yes. I can't absorb something that's ethereal. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> yeah, you can. Sure, you can. But he he's basically trying to say like they want to have almost like service type content. They want, they want people to be able to watch a Superman movie, go play a Superman game is the way I took it. So 
he didn't go all the way. He like cut himself off. He says, we have a Superman movie coming in a couple of years. And, and it's like he caught himself and then like kind of pivoted a little bit. So anyway, I bring that up to say that they potentially could have a Superman game in development with someone. I also bring that up because it's just an interesting side note that is probably nothing, but could be something. If you, you probably don't remember this, but about a month ago, in the midst of all of the British CMA, Microsoft, Activision, PlayStation, Xbox fighting horseshit, in one of the legal documents that Xbox filed, they said that Sony, they believe, has a Superman-exclusive game. This is what it said. The figure shows that the impact of PlayStation exclusives releases on Xbox console sales is redacted. This applies for quote-unquote big titles like God of War or Superman. There has never been evidence that exclusivity of one single franchise can drive console sales redacted. So anyway... At the time, people just kind of passed it off as lawyers not knowing video games, and they really meant Spider-Man. Then that's where we left it. Fast forward a month, and that's an interesting typo. Would you agree, or you think I'm reading into it? Lawyers don't make typos in legal documents they send to the CMA. That's how I feel. So it's a it's a game. So then you're th- so then the next thing is you're saying, well, how, how why in the hell would Microsoft or Xbox lawyers know about exclusive PlayStation games? The same reason that companies know that Pepsi knows Coke is going to come out with a new flavor in six months. Right. And they also had to ask, they also asked for documents for PlayStation. So I'm sure they read an email or a memo or something like it's a real thing, but also it's an interesting idea. Like Mm -hmm. it makes sense to me to have movies and games close to each other because like we talk about the synergy and of the last of us and the, the name being in the ether, it just makes sense. But yeah, yeah. They definitely, they definitely know. They know 100. percent I agree. I, I think it's an, it's a, it's a better than non-zero chance that PlayStation has a Superman exclusive game. I think that door has been opened, obviously, by how how well Insomniac has done with Spider-Man, and yeah. they've shown they've shown the type of care that they can show such a beloved IP. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't get a whole lot bigger than that, unless you want to talk about Batman and Superman, right? So. No, listen, man. Batman's great. Spider Man's fine. Fuck it. Fuck Superman, man. Oh, uh, so last thing about this, there apparently is a theory. If you want to, you know, you know how I love this tinfoil hat shit. There's a theory. There's a part three to this. So if you believe that Warner Brothers is making a Superman game, if you believe that PlayStation is the company publishing it, then there's a third part of this that believes that Corey Barlog and Sony Santa Monica, the team that makes God of War, is the team behind the Superman game. Because apparently in 2019, Corey tweeted some shit about how cool it would be to make a Superman game based off like the Smallville show like Timeline or some shit like that. At the time, four years ago, nobody thought anything of it. Thought he was just being a fucking nerd. And, you know... <laughs> that that part's we- true. And now here we are. So I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm That's just very tinfoil. That's two two tinfoil hats. I know, man. But listen, if I'm right, then I'm going to start scaling your tinfoil theories on a scale of like one to ten. How many hats it is? That that one's an eight. <laughs> that one's really oh, wow. high. That's high. That one's really high. Yeah, I'm going to need you to like start like a 
Excel file or like a Wikipedia page with all my theories so we can come back and yeah. check them. Because if we were doing like the lawyer's misspelled Spider-Man tinfoil <laughs> hat theory, that's a one hat. Like that's pretty close to being real. Like that might be maybe yeah. a half a hat. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to just, just to put a little, put a little lead in my pencil for everybody. When I did my predicting 2023 PlayStation release schedule thing for gaming Nexus uh, back in December, I want to say I'm shooting at about a 50% clip, which I think is pretty good so mm-hmm. far. So I'm just saying, I don't know everything, but some things are there. Anyway, let's move on. Next nugget, South Korean company InPixel and their internal team, Chrono Studio, revealed a lengthy look at gameplay for their upcoming MMO action RPG called a Chrono Odyssey this week on the PlayStation blog. It's being developed on Unreal Engine 5 or PS5, and it looks absolutely incredible and i'm not even an mmo guy really but this still looks fucking dope and you all need to watch it if you haven't and hopefully it comes out this year next nugget sony pictures and playstation productions released the first trailer for the upcoming gran turismo movie this week the film stars archie medekwe david harbour and orlando bloom and it's hitting theaters this august what do you think of the trailer i like david harbour and i like orlando bloom no i think it'll be all right um the guy that the story is actually based off off of he tweeted out like basically like my, my family name is now immortalized so that was pretty cool but hmm. i think it'll be all right i mean i think it looks pretty sick man right i'm just i'm always i'm a little worried it's going to be campy but well i mean of course you know like you know what i mean it's going to be yeah propaganda campy <laughs> yeah like can't be worse much? than that that lindsey lohan herbie bug movie that was terrible so. what the fuck Oh, I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, all right. Insomniac's Spider-Man 2 received a prequel comic on May the 6th. It is available now at comic book stores across the country, and it's coming to the Marvel Unlimited app at a later date for all you fucking nerds. Insomniac also announced that Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered is available as a standalone title on PS5 for the first time. It was previously bundled with the Miles Morales Ultimate Edition or some shit. It's a $10 upgrade for those who own the original game on PS4 or $50 at full price. So just in time for that big Spider-Man 2 reveal in a couple of weeks. Indie fishing horror game Dredge revealed a post-launch content roadmap this week. Coming imminently are the additions of map markers, a photo mode, and wildlife. Later this year, boat customization will be added to the game for a story dlc releases in the fourth quarter of this year so i'd love to customize my boat oh yeah i put shrimps all over that bitch mm-hmm. fucking bass tracker <laughs> <laughs> my animal have a skater 457 psi magnum on there 600 horses all right next nugget new playstation plus essential game chivalry 2 received one of its largest updates yet this week it's called the Raiding Party Update and includes a new map, new weapon, cross-play parties, and other quality of life updates. I think you and I are going to dive into that at some point this weekend. Or not. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Electronic Arts announced F-123 for release on June 16th for PS5. The Champions Edition will include three days of early access. And the story-focused breaking point mode is making a return as well. So uh, I think it looks pretty cool. It's finally PS5 only. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pay $90 to have it three days early. I can tell you that. No. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah. 70's fine. There's a guy on the F1 Reddit that's complaining that the game's $70 and only a PS5 model, and then people were just murdering him, like, buy a PS5. He's like, so I'm getting punished because I can't afford to buy a new console? Like, yeah. Like, they're showing you that the old console isn't a priority. Like, yeah, what man. do you mean? It's time. <laughs> Guys, it's time. If like, you can't, I mean... I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, pe- things happen. People, if you can't play it, it's fine. Yeah. But save ten, save like, $10 a week, man. You can, I mean, like, it might take you half a year. Save $10 a week. I don't know. Ten, yeah, $10 a week would take you a whole year. You'd be able to buy one. I mean, I don't know. If it's That'd that be important. $520. Yeah. If, that's, if it's that important. All right. Here we go. Next nugget. Capcom's president. Haruhiro Sujimoto told Famitsu that the company aims to sell 10 million copies of Street Fighter VI. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it. I'm surprised they haven't already done it. Right. Fall Guys Season 4, called a creative construction, will launch on May 10th and feature the addition of a level editor for custom rounds. The PS4 version of Marvel's Midnight Suns is finally releasing on May 11th, which is also the same day the game gets its final DLC featuring X-Men's Storm. And uh, they canceled the Switch version as well, they announced this week. So, Titanfall and Jedi Survivor developer Respawn Entertainment announced they have a small team in the early stages of development on a new original IP. The team is being led by Titanfall 1 and 2 director Steve Fakuda. Studio director Vince Zampella also said he would, quote-unquote, love to see a Titanfall 3 one day, although he says nothing is currently in the works. Respawn also revealed this week that dozens of Apex Legends bugs have been fixed by altering one single line of code. Not a bad. Just, just goes to show you how fragile making a video game is. Right. They, well, they shouldn't have wrote it in Linux, first of all. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Also, NetherRealm Studios released a Mortal Kombat 30th anniversary video this week, and in it was a teaser for the next game which fans seem to think means that they are resetting the timeline of the franchise and even starting a new universe. Bungie has won a $12 million lawsuit against Destiny 2 cheat seller Mihai Claudio, Cla, Cla, Claudio Florentine. No idea. Some company. Oh, that dude doesn't have $12 million. <laughs> I think it's a company. Oh. <laughs> so they might have it. I just thought he was Middle Eastern. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's like a mix of like Middle Eastern, French, and Italian. So that's definitely got to be a company. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Final Fantasy 16 has been banned in Saudi Arabia for including LGBTQ plus content that Square Enix refuses to change. Do you know they offered Lionel Messi $400 million a year to play soccer there? Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. I wonder if the I wonder if companies, companies that make jerseys, I wonder if they could make a jersey and send it over there to him or if it'd be like a New York Rangers jersey by mistake or something. Probably. Maybe they should... <laughs> Blizzard will host a live stream on May 10th to outline Diablo 4's post-launch content, including seasons, cosmetics, and how the Battle Pass will work. Pretty sure we know how the Battle Pass will work, but it's not not PlayStation news per se, but Xbox boss Phil Spencer stated in an interview with Kind of Funny Games this week, quote, we're not in the business of out-consoling Sony or out-consoling Nintendo, end quote. He went on to say that simply making great games would shift the console market, would not, excuse me, shift the console market in a dramatic way, saying, quote, 
I see commentary that if you just built great games, everything would turn around. It's just not true that if we go off and build great games, then all of a sudden you're going to see console share shift in some dramatic way, end quote. I included this in here because I think it's just absolute horseshit. Like, yeah, okay. So Yes, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right, two things. First of all, I respect him for doing this interview when they're just getting crushed. Secondarily, he did use the word dramatic. And while, yes, I'd agree that if one great game, because he, he specifically referenced Starfield, he said, if we make Starfield and it's an 11 out of 10, people aren't going to just run out and buy Xboxes and sell their PS5s. That part is true, but you do have to have great games to get people into your ecosystem in the first place if you're trying to just sell them Xbox Game Pass. Right, like, I don't what? understand what he's saying. Yeah, like, I don't fucking understand that at all. So, Yeah, well, I, first of all, yeah, they're not in the business because they can't. Yeah, I also really think that this was just to put out there for regulators and lawyers who are no doubt watching and listening to what he says in regards to like the CMA blockage and stuff like this. Right. After I thought about it some more, I'm like, this dude's just having this like defeatist, like poor pitiful me shit for the people that are going to be watching this, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? They, they wouldn't be trying to buy Call of Duty if that was true. Yeah, and I just don't believe that. To your point, like, well, to his point, sure. If, if what is it called? Starfield? Yeah. Yeah, that that being great won't make everybody go out and buy an Xbox, but if you put together four or five Starfield level games, then it will. Right. Like PlayStation's shown that. Yeah. Like they just, it's, it took it's PlayStation a whole No, it took PlayStation a whole generation just about. It took them like the entire PS4 generation and now look at it. There's just so much inertia behind PlayStation as a brand and PS5 that because they made great games on PS4. That right, and then you start attracting the talent. Yeah, exactly. It's almost impossible to stop at this point. And they act like they can't do that, and I just don't agree with that at all. They have the money to do that. They could get those people, but you can't yeah. just bring the talent in. The talent has to want to be there. So, like, they yeah. could theoretically, they could pay everybody. They, theoretically, let's say they bought everybody from PlayStation. It wouldn't necessarily work because the culture isn't the same. Like, True. Th- there's a lot that goes into that, but he's completely out of, I don't know what he's drinking to say that. Right. That's why I think it's horse shit, because it makes no sense. Anyway, very little sense, I should say. Next nugget. Bungie announced that it will raise Destiny 2 season pass prices later this month from 1,000 in-game silver to 1,200 silver, which will effectively force players to spend $5 more to get a season pass. So it goes from $10 to $15. Great. I'm glad you put that through the translator. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Don't ask me to do $50 million uh, 0.1% of 50 million though. It's a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> VGC's very own Andy Robinson revealed on Twitter that a new real-time strategy Star Wars game is in development at a quote-unquote big-name developer and that we won't have to wait long to find out. Maybe a PlayStation showcase. Who knows? Well, it's not Microsoft. For sure. <laughs> Website Games Industry reported that game engine company Unity Unity has laid off 600 more employees and closed half of its offices in, the, in a third round of layoffs in less than a year. So things aren't looking too good over there. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy was the highest grossing title in both the United States and the United Kingdom during the first quarter of this year. It has sold 15 million copies worldwide and grossed over $1 billion, according to God Warner damn. Brothers Discovery earnings reports. 
The game also received an update this week, which added an arachnophobia mode for people who hate spiders. So that's your Perfect. mode. That's for you. You can play the game. That now. is for me. Mm-hmm. It's also great. Like it shows you, you know, there's a like people weren't happy about this game coming out because, you know, JK Rowling doesn't like the alphabet soup, but it doesn't matter. Eight a billion dollars. Like mm. if shit's good, people are gonna do it, man. That is a fair point. If you make if you make good games, then you know I can't remember. I think it was HBO's president or something, Casey Boys. I think whoever is in charge of HBO. He said that a lot of the stuff they they he was asked about J.K. Rowling. I think and the HBO or I'm sorry, the the gosh damn it, the Harry Potter mm-hmm. television series that they are making, they're restarting it or whatever. He said they asked him about J.K. Rowling and her stuff about trans people or uh, whatever women shit, and he said. He said, basically, he said, that's a very online conversation and we're going to make the show is essentially what he said. And yeah, and it is. I mean, it really truly is. Twitter is not real life. What I enjoy is that we are finally getting back to where you can actually say things in society and people are willing to have the conversations, even if they're difficult, but have them at least have them because right. for a while there you couldn't even have them without people just screaming at you and mm-hmm. being Karen's. So I feel like we're making some sort of a rational revolution. Maybe perhaps just maybe also publisher play on formerly known as Coke media announced that it is restructuring and laying off staff. It plans to merge deep silver prime matter and Raven's court together and will publish all titles in the future under the play on brand. The company said the process will take place over a couple of years, but only a handful of positions are expected to be cut. Sad to lose three good names there. Right. <laughs> yeah, they drop all those names and keep Play On uh, as the <laughs> company name. Get the fuck out of here. Play On with an I, too. Anyway, website Push Square reported that more than one million new players have played at Descenders since it arrived on the PlayStation Plus this week. Along those lines, open-world RPG Chia also enjoyed 1 million players after launching day one on PlayStation Plus. The first massive Saints Row DLC and update releases next week. It includes, or this week now, at the time you're listening to this, it includes the game's first story expansion, an overhauled combat system, photo mode, and an entirely new city district, among many other changes. A new PS5 firmware update quietly fixed an issue with texture streaming for certain PS4 games when playing in backwards compatibility. Most notably was Shadow of the Colossus. First-person shooter Atomic Heart has teased its first DLC pack, which will be dropping sometime this summer. Returnal developer and PlayStation Studio Housemark has grown to 110 staff members, up from 80 at the time that it was acquired by PlayStation. They are currently at work on a mystery game. So they're all uh, staffing up all the PlayStation Studios. A mystery game or like the game's a mystery? The game is a mystery, sorry. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. A PS5 version of Immersive Sim RPG Weird West was announced this week. It will feature 4K and 60 frames per second, and it's releasing on May the 8th, so the day this podcast comes out, right? Yes, thank you. That's how calendars work, kids. The PS4 version of Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters has helped push it to more than 2 million copies sold worldwide. Sonic Frontiers has now sold more than 3.2 million copies, so prepare for more Sonic. And along those lines, Sony is the first game console manufacturer to sell 500 million home consoles. When removing handhelds from the equation, of course, 
If you do include handhelds, Nintendo sits at a whopping 833 million sold. Jesus Christ. I bet they have pretty good games on those two on those two different systems. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. You don't, who, who needs to sell consoles, though? Story-driven first-person sci-fi RPG The Invincible released 10 minutes of new gameplay this week. If you're interested, it's coming to PS5 later this year. Survival horror game The Tartarus Key will release for PS4 on May 31st. Open-world racer LEGO 2K Drive revealed this week that it's Drive Pass, which is a battle pass, will not put a time limit on how you or on excuse me on how long you have to earn each season's content. Once a season drops, you can pro- progress through it at your own pace without having to worry about missing anything, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. First-person shooter World War One horror game Amnesia: The Bunker shared ten minutes of gameplay this week. If you're interested, I think you 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 would be interested if it wasn't scary. <laughs> how scary is it? Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. It looks pretty bad to me. <laughs> NBA star Kevin Durant will be coming to both Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0 as a playable character on May the 10th. And I also forgot that he played for the Phoenix Suns now, so that was good to know. <laughs> <laughs> the Final Fantasy 16 PS5 console bundle can be pre-ordered now if you've been waiting for that. What about Saudi Arabia? Except for in Saudi Arabia. An alleged GameStop employee leaked that Assassin's Creed Mirage is releasing in August, according to their marketing materials. This, of course, is in line with what insider Tom Henderson has previously reported as well. <laughs> Why is he an alleged employee? What does that mean? Well, he got on Reddit and said, I'm, an, I, I'm a GameStop uh, employee. Yeah. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. And just say that, hey, I see in our marketing materials that PlayStation has a Superman game releasing in November. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy developer Avalanche Software appears to be staffing up for the next AAA game, presumed to be a sequel to the smash hit blockbuster. And uh, that's probably something that you can do after you make a billion dollars and sell 15 million (laughs) copies, I would say. They might let them make two or three. Yeah, I agree. As I referenced earlier, HBO's The Last of Us adaptation is now averaging around 32 million viewers per episode on the HBO Max app. And in fact, in Europe and Latin America, it is the most watched HBO Max show of all time. All time in Europe and Latin America. That means that our boy Pedro is one of the most popular actors in the world right now. That's correct. And that's crazy. Remember when he was just a little tyke? We were watching him on Narcos. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Totally forgot about that. He's good in that show, too. He's great. He's Mm -hmm. great in everything. He's never been bad. I agree. Also, in other The Last of Us news, the original game has been inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame this week. The, uh, Can we visit that? What does that mean? I don't know. Can we go to that? I'll have to look it up. I know that it became a thing in 2015, that's all I can tell you, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it physically has a place. But Also, Fortnite has officially become an Olympic eSport, Travis, so if Gran Turismo doesn't work out for you, you can try Fortnite. Oh, God. Okay, first of all, neither will work out for me. Oh. But Gran Turismo Esport Olympics is live this week. You can put in your time trials. Oh, are you going to do it? You can be an Olympic athlete? Yeah, just I'm just doing it to say I'm an Olympic athlete. I don't expect to, to even be in the top 1,000. <laughs> you take it seriously. Maybe they'll make a Gran Turismo movie about you one day. You can be in, you can be in like Gran Turismo 12. Can you imagine that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I would make sure they got all my farts in. Yeah. <laughs> 
oh my god, I'm doing 200 miles an hour. I just shit my pants. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Free to play Windjammer style game Omega Strikers is available now on PS5 and it's coming eventually to PS4 as well. PS Plus subscribers can get access to all playable characters immediately with no need to unlock them. And uh, Jacob and I have been, been playing that a little bit this week. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's uh, definitely worth checking out if you like Wind Jammers style shit. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that if the British CMA's blockage of the Microsoft Activision merger is upheld, the acquisition will be blocked for a period of 10 years meaning that Microsoft could not approach the company again for purchase until after that time. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Hogleg, Horizon Forbidden West, Dead by Daylight, Fortnite, and Dauntless. It's a small list this week. Sony Interactive Entertainment revealed as a part of their financial reporting that we discussed last week that they would be reducing its investment budget by about $1.5 billion and reallocating that cash directly into its PlayStation gaming division. In other words, they're going to spend the money on the studios that they already own instead of in other outside investments. It's probably a good move. Sounds like they're going to ramp up some more staff. The Lord of the Rings Gollum will take players around 20 hours to complete during a relaxed playthrough. How quick for an unrelaxed playthrough. I want to just fucking sweating... <laughs> about seven. Yeah, that you can get in about seven if you just bust balls. Website Gamatsu reported that action adventure game Daydream Forgotten Sorry do what? Will launch for PS4 and PS5 on May 24th. Metroidvania action RPG Scoutfold Usurper. Scoutfold. Scoutfold Usurper. The second in a five game series will release on PS4 and PS5 on June 23rd. I think it's actually June 22nd, but whatever. Convergence, a League of Legends story, will launch for PS4 and PS5 on May 23rd. Social Thriller, Inescapable, No Rules, No Rescue, will launch for PS4 and PS5 sometime this fall. First-person turn-based dungeon crawler, Monyu, defeat monsters and gain strong weapons and armor. You may be defeated, but don't give up. Become stronger. I believe there will be a day when the heroes defeat the Devil King will launch for PS5 this fall what are you in North America reading? and Europe. That is literally the fucking name of the game, and I could not wait to read this for you. That's the, that's the entire name of the game. And if you look up the game box art, if you, if you look up the game box art, it says Monu real big. And then, and then in like fucking six-point font, it says the rest of that shit. The entire name of the game. <laughs> That's so that, stupid. It has to be a world record for the longest God video game ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, also, arcade baseball game Super Mega Baseball 4 was announced for PS4 and PS5. It is releasing on June the 2nd from EA. I kind of go back to that last one. I, I at one point I thought <laughs> I knew this you were just mindful. trying to see. I thought you were just trying to see if I was paying attention. <laughs> were you? <laughs> yeah, because when you said "mon you defeat monsters," and then when you said "in gain strong weapons," I went, "What the fuck is this?" Like, because <laughs> it's it's a run on and gain strong weapons and armor. You may be defeated. What are you? Who are you talking to? <laughs> I was dying when I read this. I was I had the biggest shit-eating grin on my face when I was typing mm-hmm. this this week because I was like, Travis is going to fucking love this. What's the equivalent? Like mm-hmm. Madden 23 
you may get drafted, you may not. You could lose a game <laughs> in the Super Bowl, but you, you'll get a big salary cap. Like, what are they talking about? <laughs> you could, you could tear your knee. You know, you could, you could live the rest of your life as a vegetable. Anyway, uh-huh. next nugget: puzzle game Grindstone Shadow dropped on the PS4 and PS5 this week. It is currently twenty percent off of its normal twenty dollar price tag until May the sixteenth. Oh, great, and in so fact, eighteen dollars. Yeah, in fact, it's actually not. 20% off at the moment they're having. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're having some type of problem with the PlayStation store, so they've they're working that out. <laughs> of course they are. Uh sounds like they need to grind it out. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Publisher Modus. They're getting off the fucking rails. Publisher Modus Games announced Double Dragon Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons. They may breathe fire. No, I'm teasing. It's <laughs> it's called Double Dragon Guide and Rise of the Dragons for PS4 and PS5. It is the first new title in the franchise since 2017's Arc System Works developed Double Dragon 4, uh, 4 almost a 14. The Double Dragon IP first debuted all the way back in 1987. And uh, this looks pretty dope. And there, it's not going to have online co-op at launch, but it's going to be added later this year. And uh, it's got guns and shit. Anyway, it looks cool. It's interesting. Also, horror action game, horror action game, Shadow Man, Dark Legacy, with a Q and a U and an E, was announced for PS4 and PS5, but no release date was given. Narrative adventure game, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie from Don't Nod, will launch for PS5 on June 22nd. And finally, Travis, Gamatsu reported that publisher Microids will bring rail shooter Operation Wolf Returns First Mission VR to PSVR 2 on June 22nd. And it looks kind of neat, potentially. And uh, that's all for the news this week. And I'll turn it over to Travis now for this week's new games. <laughs> on May the 1st, you have Stroke the Beaver, <laughs> which I looked up. It is a platinum grab, and you pet a beaver. It's $4. You're, I'm tempted. You're definitely going to do it. I just want I just want people to see a platinum. It's a Stroke the Beaver. It makes me happy. <laughs> uh, we also have Super Kids Racing Snow Edition. On the second, we have Age of Wonders 4, which wasn't what I thought it would be. Arcade Archives, Tecmo Night, Omega Strikers, The Trap Winter. May the 4th, we have AFL 23, which is Australian Rules Football. Between Time Escape Room, Bubble Monsters, Rocket Swing, Space Gladiators, Weeping Willow, which is Will Smith's daughter crying. It's (laughs) it's like 20 hours long. Hmm. Uh, May the 5th is Death of Treat and Hogwarts Legacy on PS4. Yeah, perfect. Really pretty inconsequential week. Hogleg on PS4, if you are still on PS4 for some reason. Age of Wonders 4, kind of a big one for us, like real-time strategy, like city-building nerds or whatever. Um, Omega Strikers, like I said, very cool. Check that out. It's a free-to-play game. Um, I've seen anecdotally on Twitter that the Australian folks... Uh, our mates down under are not very pleased with the AFL 23 game. So there's that. And uh, yeah, so that's all for the new games this week. And we'll start to wrap the show up here like we always do by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. It's on your mind. I fooled around on Gran Turismo for a little bit, but I didn't like any of the races. They didn't feel very good, so I didn't do much there. I messed around on the PGA Tour. I think I'm in the middle of a round. I don't remember. Oh, you can save in the middle of a round? Yeah, like you play, well, I think I'm in the middle of a tournament. 
Oh, I see. I don't remember where I am, but I got the last last tournament I finished, I was in 32nd going into the last round, and I ended up shooting a 61. Like I just got super hot, and it was like birdie, birdie. I birdied like, like 10 holes in a row. I don't know what the hell happened. I was making everything. I made in like two or three chips. It was wild, and um, <laughs> I ended up finishing second. Because I was so far behind, I couldn't catch up. But I ended up finishing second. I think in this one, I'm like tied for first in the second round. But my short game and my accuracy are like all the way maxed out. My putting's almost maxed out. I put nothing into driving or power, like at all. I'm not really sure how Why much better not? I can get. Because I was having no problem hitting the fairway, and oh. I was still hitting it like 300 yards every time. And I was like, that's fine. Like I can, if I, my approach is all the way up, I can, I should be fine. Uh, then we played some Battlefield mm-hmm. last night and the other night. Um, I've been thinking about switching my sniper back to the N. What is it, the NWS fifty? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, I was playing with the SW ten, and it was like it was weird. It's like I couldn't figure out where my bullets were missing, but I wasn't hitting anybody. But I couldn't figure out if I was high or low. I couldn't. It was I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah could figure that one out i've been using the rm68 and the scar i killed a guy last night and ran out of ammo and i picked up his gun he had the uh was it the am24 or whatever it's called uh um, the, aw24 i don't know the new like smg type thing or whatever i can't remember it's some sort of assault rifle oh the like um, the, the ak type of thing yeah and he had a yeah it's good like a he had like a hollow scope hmm. what is it called anyway but it was also thermal Oh, that was really cool. Yeah. I'd never seen it before, but I enjoyed that. And then, um, you know, of course, um, got into a vehicle and died with you like two times immediately. So pretty much par for the course. Yeah, I want to go back to that sniper. See if I can't see if I can't do any better with it because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if the the update messed with the sniping and I, and I have to relearn it or if it's just the gun sucks. I don't know. Yeah, they did change something with like, you know, it's called universal weapon aiming. I don't know what that means, but they changed it to where it defaults to on now. So that could have done something. But I have no idea what that is. Okay. Me either. But it's there. You might Google it or Twitter it. Yeah. Played uh, Battlefield 2042, like you said. I feel like I had a pretty good week or a couple nights. Well, let's see. Did we just play last night? I guess we did. I have no idea. Yeah, I think we just played last night because Wednesday you fell asleep on, on the couch, you said. So, yeah, we played last night. I think had a pretty good run. I was playing as an engineer and um, I, I feel like I had a couple good kills that I took highlights of. So, anyway, not, nothing really new to report. I've been using I've been using the guy with the uh, turret. Yeah, me too. Uh, Boris. I enjoy that. Yeah, Boris. By the way, I found a video of a guy that might have been fi- Flackfire. Uh-huh. Fire Flack. Um, he was talking about like there is a reported this is like, you know, because John always shoots down shit with a tank that's flying. There is like a reported tank shooting down a plane in World War II where they like rolled up on a crest, they missed the first shot, the second shot hit the wing, and the plane it just disintegrated in the air. And I was like, Oh, well, that was John before he died. That's right. Got reincarnated. <laughs> yes, because he fucking does it all the time. Speaking of Battlefield, was it you that sent me the thing where there's like the hidden shit that we can go like push a button and get like the, the, the fucking gun on that certain map? Like a drone gun? Yes. Forgot all about that. We need to check that out. It's on, yeah, Eric, it's on, Eric, it's on Erica Harbor. 
Yeah, how can I forget? Okay, anyway, also played a little bit more Dead Island 2 co-op with Jacob. Uh, got a really cool legendary shotgun revolver thing. Pretty sick. Anyway, not too much of that. We also dabbled in, very briefly, Gauntlet Slayer Edition. Uh, he wanted to try that out, so it was, I, had, I think it was on PS Plus Extra or something. Download that. It is average. Um, not like nothing like Gauntlet on N64 back in the day. That was the tits. And then uh, played some Omega Strikers. Like I said, very cool game. It's like I said, it's like a mix of like wind jammers and like soccer in a way. It's pretty cool. The different characters have different abilities and stuff. So, and then the last thing that I played was today, earlier today, I finally played Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, started it for the first time. So, just early days in that getting getting started don't really know how long it's supposed to be i haven't really looked it up i guess i will but uh, the bad thing about playing a dlc for a game that came out a year ago is like i've totally forgot how to play like (laughs) totally forgot how to play forgot what does what all that shit and i just want to want to remind everyone that we did this to ourselves like the royal we as gamers, we complained for years about games that would launch and have day one DLC and add-ons that you could buy. And so all these studios quit doing it. And instead, they started releasing shit, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve months after the fact. After Way after you give a fuck about the game anymore. Way after you're done playing it. And then now here we are. We have to wait for DLC for a year. And then you don't remember what the fuck's going on. You don't remember how to play it. And we just didn't know how good we had it. We didn't know what we wanted back then. And we felt like we were getting cheated when the reality was probably most of the time that was they made the core game and then they had probably like a little side team internally at studios were like, hey, we want to do like a little four hour DLC for this. And then they that's what the day one DLC was. So we just didn't know at the time. We were naive. And uh, now we got to deal with this shit. So anyway, very beautiful game. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West looks so God, it looks so good. I completely under, completely understand why PlayStation wants some of its teams to use the Decima engine. It's incredible. I, uh, I've got some screenshots already, of course. So I'll keep going with that. And uh, in terms of what I'm looking forward to, looking forward to some Lego 2K Drive. Still a couple more weeks on that, and I'm hoping that uh, PlayStation will finally shit or get off the pot here soon and schedule a showcase for us. So about it but uh it's it for me it's it for travis it's it for the show if you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe to get a new episode delivered every monday right to your feed wherever that might be also if you can leave us a like a rating a review a comment thumbs up all that stuff hearts stars it's very helpful we'd also appreciate if you could share us with a friend or a loved one who you think might enjoy the show and getting PlayStation news every week in less than 90 minutes. Don't forget to find us on social media. We're on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, Instagram, Facebook. Our website is the DualSense Podcast.wordpress.com. And we'd love to hear from you and chat some PlayStation. So hit us up there and we'll get out of here. You guys take care. Have a great week. And we'll talk at you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>